0: Welcome fellow anglers to the Working Class Fishing Podcast, a place for all anglers, amateur or expert, to share their stories and learn about fishing. Join your hosts, John and Brian, each episode as they debunk the perceived inaccessibility to fishing, break down the barriers of any and all angling methods, and hear stories from other anglers and their own journeys with fishing. Now, let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Working Class Fishing Podcast. I am your host, Brian. Tonight, we are missing Mr. John Morris. He is out on assignment in the field doing a little bit of fishing with his dad, so he will be back on the next episode. But I wanted to tell you a little bit about our sponsors. Number one, we have Troutlander Nets, Exploration Through Innovation, Blade Rig, Use Your Head, Snip Different, Maxon Outfitters, Made for People Who Fish by... Made, I, I totally screwed that one up. <laughs> and then uh, Morris Flyco eating big. So those are our four sponsors. Uh tonight, uh, our sp- special guest, uh, we're glad to have him on. We were actually going to interview him a couple of weeks ago, but we had some stuff come up. But Mr. James Lyle, uh, also known as Water Rat Lyle on YouTube, has an awesome YouTube channel. We kind of tripped across each other uh just through looking at subscriptions, everything else, and uh found his channel, found out that he's a pretty cool guy. He's uh, willing to connect and talk and everything else, and and we share a lot of the the same types of stuff that we like to fish for, the panfish, the bass, everything else. So I uh, wanted to say thanks for coming on the podcast, James, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, glad to be here, actually. First one I ever did, so a little nervous, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I grew up on the water um not literally like you know i wasn't lake house or nothing but everywhere that i went to as a child i always found a creek a stream a pond or an old creek that dried up i'd run through it and lift rocks and get salamanders and crawl and everything like i literally was like all about it and it grew up to what i am tonight today my son he's 16 he I brought him up the same way. He loves walking in the creeks with me. And then my last video I just put out a few weeks ago uh, was my stepson, and he's six. So he's coming right up with me. So he's loving it.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, and uh, remind me again, or tell our listeners, uh, where, where are you specifically from?
1: I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio area. I grew up in, in here. I bounced around quite a bit through, like, childhood or whatever, but always came back to the Cincinnati, Ohio area. And um, I, I would say born and raised in Cincinnati, but, you know, there's a few years in there. I went to Tennessee for a year, Florida for a year, stuff like that. But majority of my life, I'm 40, almost 41, and has been in the Cincinnati area, east side of Cincinnati.
0: No, that's cool. My, my family uh, uh, on my dad's side originally came from Dayton uh yeah, okay. or, or in the Dayton area south of there I, I think, believe it used to call be called Wayne Township and I think it's called Vandalia now somewhere in that area mm-hmm. so kind of mm-hmm. down in that area so super cool mm-hmm. uh it's it's right in my family's neck of the woods so this will be kind of cool to have some of my family there listen to what you're talking about because uh they they fish uh, a couple different lakes there and everything else but uh uh you got some cool fisheries there. Talk about your your creek fisheries and all that kind of stuff, and kind of we'll we'll talk about your YouTube later. But talk about your fisheries; those are really cool. Yeah, I just
1: I pretty much see anything that has water in it. I assume there's fish, so I'm going to try to attempt to get something out of it, um, whether it be creeks. We got a lot of retention ponds in like business district. So, like obviously, if fire, whatever the case may be, if they need more water, they or putting ponds in, and I fish those all the time. Um, We got several creeks. I'm probably 20-ish minutes from the Ohio River. I work, I do high rise construction, so I'm always everywhere. Like the Dayton area your family said your family's from, like I do so much work up in the Dayton area. It's like all over the place. So, And then we did the big major bridge down here um, from Cincinnati to Kentucky and every time I'd go on lunch or breaks or anything, I was fishing. Before work, after work, I was literally on the river, and some of my videos is uh, with me fishing like that, so I I love it. I love this area that I'm at. We don't have any, like, trout and stuff like that, which I really want to get a hold of, but um, we have our, our big thing down here is big catfish, blue cats, shovelhead. Um, we got a Crap ton of panfish, um, bass, stuff like that. We don't have no monster bass like down in Florida and Texas, but our at, our good bass four or five, six pounds, seven pounds if you get lucky. But I love it.
0: <clears throat> so, so you ever venture out of your area, like uh, you you ever roll up to the Great Lakes or anything like that? Uh, I went to Lake Erie
1: um, one time on a charter, caught some walleye and stuff like that. That was golly that was probably about five or six years ago and then that was way before even thought about youtube and stuff and then um i've been my one trip i had seven episodes of my florida trip i went down there and caught my first shark i caught a snook i caught a whole bunch of little groupers and not like major groupers the glide groupers which would be freaking awesome but (laughs) i caught uh everything down there with teeth so it was, it was really cool. I'm, I'm up to anywhere there's fish. I'm ready to go.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, that's funny. You bring up your Florida trip because that, what, what was it? Three, three videos. Um, maybe
1: four or five. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I know it was the end of last year in December. I went down there cause it, obviously Ohio weather in December, you're, you're not really doing anything yeah. and it wasn't ice fishing yet. So <laughs> I called my buddy that used to work with me. He moved down there. I was like, hey, you got room at this date?" He's like, yeah, come down. like, let's go.
0: <laughs> well, that was, and, and that was the cool part was uh, it showed you, you're like, I'm leaving this and showing up in this and it's like sunny and blue skies. And yeah, yeah you still got the shorter days, but it's 80 degrees, you know? I mean, yeah. up, up north here, we struggled. Well, I know you guys are in the heat wave. We just now literally here just got into like the 80s. So it's like, I'm, I'm out here in my garage and it's like 78 and I'm like, you know, I've been waiting for this for like eight months. Last week, it was 58 in driving rain. So that's oh, that's wow. yeah. So now it's like 78 clear and it's like, oh, <laughs> uh, super nice. Yeah. But the Florida trip was cool because you guys uh, you guys were catching all kinds of cool stuff. I, I believe you got into mangrove snapper. I think there was like a saltwater catfish species that you guys were going after, or uh, I'm not familiar with all of it, but I watched all of it. I can tell mm. you that because I think I commented on each video, but yeah. uh, I've watched all of it. Man, what a fascinating fishery.
1: Yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. Like, you know, everybody that fishes like the ocean, you never know what you're going to get. That's just what the Ohio River too, or any river that's around you. But the ocean is like a whole different animal. Like it's everything has teeth. You can't really touch anything. I mean, snook is a bass family, so it's kind of like, you know, that's not everyday fish, but it's still like it don't have teeth. It ain't going to bite your finger off. But and then the, along with the catfish, I think it's like a I can't remember exactly the name of it. It, it had long like angel fin catfish or something like that. I can't exactly remember it. But, um, yeah, we ended up target. It was an accident. We was fishing for a shark and caught one. So I was like, okay, well, if we catch more than one, I'll make the video of it. So then mm-hmm. that's what had happened, and then we ended up getting a couple sharks. Me and my buddy got a shark each, and uh, we just went from there. And then we went to mangrove snappers. We seen tarpon jumping everywhere. We were throwing ladyfish and everything at them. And they, we I was like, dude, if I hook a freaking tarpon, that'd be awesome. <laughs>
0: Well, and, and you know in a lot of communities the tarpons only targeted on the flyer that's what you hear like a lot of people but man if you can get them on a conventional rod they yeah. still be a lot of fun to catch i don't care what anybody says they oh, yeah. they are you know superb fighters they're a big ass herring you know i mean how can you mm. go wrong with that they run yeah, exactly. hard exactly, and they're airborne so i mean i see them
1: all the time i watch videos of big fish like that glad groupers and stuff i want to try it. i want to catch one so bad just to feel that like the power that them fish have it's just crazy it's an uh, adrenaline rush like really quick zero to a thousand like since you set the hook <laughs>
0: yeah you're just yanking it just ping like that well uh so I, I guess your your biggest fish you have in your area do you guys get lake sturgeon down there or are you we're just talking about like shovel heads and blue cats yeah, and stuff like
1: the biggest thing that we got from my knowledge uh is like the big catfish and stuff like that i mean we got Huge carp and stuff like that, but I don't really think they're not as targeted as much as catfish in this area. And Mm -hmm. we got a bunch of, we got a bunch of pay lakes and stuff around here too, which I, I grew up in the pay lake. Like I said, anything that's with water, I was there, but I don't Mm -hmm. really do the whole pay lake scene no more. It's just too much money, too many idiots out there. Like they don't buy by the rules and it's always like one cast away from getting a fight or something. I was like, I'm, I'm not doing this crap anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's it, you know, the pay lake thing is just w- one of those bizarre things to me because that just tells you that how how poorly uh the the public uh fish and game or whatever you guys call it there in Ohio uh manages their 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 mm-hmm. outright public resource because you would think, hey, wait a minute, you know, you honestly got to go pay to fish in a lake. Hey, come on, let, let's let's think about it here. I mean, that's one thing. Like if you're with a fishing club and you got private property access to a mm-hmm. river, where it's like, okay, well, I can go to this river whenever I want fish. That's, that's a, a little bit different, but come on. Hey, lake.
1: yeah, it's just, I, I mean, a lot, majority of pay lakes are all catfish, mainly catfish and carp. So the, the like big catfish hunters will always be at the pay lake because the, I mean, it's easier. Like I grew I grew up on them. So I mean, I'm kind of like flip flop, but now at this day, like I'm not taking that risk. I, I would rather go hunt basically hunt them down in a river or try to catch them and then be in the bathtub basically
0: yeah like,
1: they just everybody around here just oh you're going bathtub fishing like well, i mean you still have to find them but i get what you're saying like it's a smaller body of water so it, i don't know i just i'm not a big fan of the pay lakes anymore
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I, and you know there's something to be said about going out there on the river because river fish just inherently fight harder they got to fight current they're they're you know usually a healthier fish too yeah Mm -hmm. for the most part depending on what kind of you know stream ecology you have around you Mm -hmm. and everything else but i mean man what what an incredible fishery though because i i we have another friend that does a podcast uh zach he does 12 hike he's from your area as well southern ohio and Mm -hmm. he's talked a lot about you know the how prolific the creek wading is and all that kind of stuff but um you know, you, you got a pretty incredible fishery. I mean, you like cats, you like bass, you like uh, all that kind of stuff. I mean, what, what is your preferred target as species?
1: My preferred target before the whole YouTube thing was strictly big cats. Like, I would just uh, hunt them and, like, finally, like, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, River Certified, Spencer Bauer over there, and he's in Iowa, and he, like, he shows the search the hunt like everything that has to go through catching bait keeping alive like it's a lot of work to target them big cats and then when you finally get one it's like so rewarding you guys catch a lot of dinks a lot of channel cap messing with your thing turtles stuff like that with everywhere else but once you get that 40 50 pound shovel head bending your rod and your clicker just screaming before you set the hook it's just it's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I, I've I've always wanted to go after big cats and we don't have we have cats out in the northwest here, but they're not big <laughs> by any means. I mean, I know people will say, well, there are some big ones and there are there's there's some good ones lurking around, but nothing like what you got in Ohio River that I mean, the mm-hmm. Ohio River is a big river, too. A lot of yeah. people don't realize how big that river is. It's a massive river. I think uh, where where does it flow through? It, it flows down uh, to Louisville, right?
1: Yeah, it goes all the way down.
0: Um, I
1: want to say Louisville. It might split off there to Lexington. One of them. Okay. And then and it goes all the way up. golly, I can't remember up north. I don't. I don't know exactly where it splits off up there. It's it's quite a bit of
0: water. Yeah, it's a massive river. Well, <laughs> and I'd always heard about like the Great Miami or the or the Ohio River. That's what I grew up hearing about a lot from from yeah. family and how big of the water it is, you know, and, and we don't have that. uh, We have the Columbia, which is like the equivalent of our Mississippi. So it's this Mm -hmm. big, massive river and it runs at, you know, a half million cubic feet per second, but you get the big fish in there. Mm -hmm. So that, that's the cool part of that. But, um, so you, you got the Ohio river there, you got some, you know, creeks and stuff like that. And you're into like really targeting those cats. Where was the transition point you went from targeting the cats to getting into the YouTube thing?
1: I kind of wanted to do like obviously strictly fishing, but I wanted to I guess um expand my skills and my like I always challenge myself about anything. Like we had talked before about um me trying fly fishing. Like I can't cast for it with nothing, but <laughs> I catch I catch little pan fish and I caught largemouth bass and stuff like that. I'm no expert by any means, but I always like, I kind of not really get bored, but always like feel like I can up my personal self. So I try to target, like started bass fishing, got all kinds of freaking lures and learning how different lures and stuff just to, I guess to start this channel off with just not the same thing over and over. Like I'm always trying to do something different and learn new editing and stuff like that. So it's like, I can't do just catfish And then bring lures and stuff like that into it. So I kind of, kind of had to open my playbook, I guess you want to say, and learn all kinds of different stuff Mm -hmm. as I went.
0: Well, and I think, uh, you know, with the, with, in respect to the, the YouTube channel, you got an awesome variety uh, uh, Mm -hmm. of fish and everything else. I mean, it, like we were talking about earlier, your Florida trip. I mean, what a variety you have there. It's like fishing in an Mm -hmm. aquarium. (laughs) I mean, there's, you know, you get a shark, a saltwater catfish. I mean, that's, that's just super cool. Um, Mm -hmm. as far as, uh, when, when you started out making your videos, did, did you just kind of do that on a whim or did you plan it out or were you just kind of like, oh, I'm going to throw this video on YouTube and see how it goes?
1: Yeah, I was kind of, um, so, nobody's ever heard this story I haven't done a video yet so a little uh I guess a little sneak peek I guess but I was going to do a YouTube channel with my son and we was just going to do like an adventure thing no matter what we did we just kind of thing so I was like looking up before I started like how to start a YouTube channel stuff like that and I was like well to find your niche niche or whatever however you say it it's like you don't want to be scattered all over the place so we both like fishing so it's like well, let's narrow it down a little bit and then my thing is is like I want something YouTube's not going to go away internet's not going to go away so when I'm gone my son wants to hear my voice see his dad smile laugh you know stuff like that he can look back on YouTube no matter what and it's, he can still hear my voice I can't hear my parents voice or nothing like that so it's like it kind of pushed me into getting out again challenging myself I didn't know how to turn the laptop on before I started this daggone stuff so it's like learning editing learning what laptop goes here and this and what stuff like that and then to leave something behind to where my son can like just push play and hear my voice again or laugh and like he's on uh some of the videos he's 16 like I said and he's working in school and he's in the summer now so it's like it's hard to get him on the water like I do but like I used to anyway but if I'm fishing in a spot that me and him fished before I'll like throw clip in there like hey this is you know whatever and I'll put him in there just to like something symbolizes what we was doing growing like he grew up I was always there so I kind of like that pushed me over. Like I was nervous as heck. If you watch my first video, I'm like, uh, like, <laughs> so it's like getting, getting comfort because potentially you have hundreds of thousands of people to see your videos. So it's like, that's always in the back of your mind. It's like, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. like kind of just a whole different world to get used to. And that that, that's what set me off to like just Just go do it. Who cares? Just put it up there and see what happens. If it takes off, great. If not, my son knows it's still there, and that's the reason. That's my little backup. Like that'd be awesome.
0: So that's that's a really cool thing because um, a lot of people don't think uh, from parent standpoints. You're a parent. I'm a parent. You know, from from the parent standpoint, this is like a, a live archive of your family history, and in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I can remember what my grandparents voices sounded like. But I wish I had it recorded, because you always kind of wonder, like, my Mm -hmm. dad would always talk about my grandpa, like, you know, he had a really deep voice or something like that, you know, and he would say, yeah, that's the way your grandpa talked or whatever. You always kind of wanted to have that, just to remember, because it's like, oh, that's my grandparents talking, you can pick it off just as easy as your own parents, you can hear their voice, but you don't necessarily have it. But this yeah. is all like audio visual and it's, it's like a living record.
1: Yeah, that's what, like I said, that's what really pushed me over the edge. And my, my buddy, he's an artist, like he does chalk pastel and he's like, dude, you already have the GoPro, you already have everything, like narrow it down and just put something out. It doesn't matter. Just put it out. And then we're, we're here today. I got, uh, I think over 240 subscribers. I've been doing it a year, a little over a year, like four or five months over a year. So, and I wasn't able to put a video out all the time. So it's kind of like, I work full time. I support my family. So it's like, I can do this when I can and type of deal. So there's some weeks like the Florida trip, I planned it and I did a bunch of editing where I can do multiple videos in a row in a week. So that kind of helped out there too. But I mean, I, I'm still here. I'm still doing it. It's just taking me a little bit longer because I got to support my family.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, it, how how often does your son get out with you to to go out and fish?
1: Uh, it all depends on his work schedule. It's, it just he does fast food, so it's like okay. you just never really know. So, I'm trying to get him out this weekend. He works Saturday. I think he gets off like 6 or 7, so hopefully he'll be able to get out unless they have him work later or whatever the case may be. I'm not sure, but uh, we just I just kind of like play it by ear and then my stepson he's uh he's here with me all the time he's always asking can we go can we go like today it's pouring down rain lightning and thunderstorm. so like no we can't go today buddy <laughs>
0: huh. yeah yeah uh, I, that's so much fun though that you have um you know you, you have one or the other that you can take out you mm-hmm. know something yeah. and sometimes kids they just get bored with it if they're not if it's not like non-stop action like bang 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 catching fish like yeah. crazy um and and so like for you today would be a bad day because not, not only is it pouring down rain, but and lightning, and probably humid and hot and everything else, mm-hmm. but the fishing's going to be off because you got a low pressure system, you know, it just yep. dumps them into the toilet. So it's slow and the kids aren't enjoying themselves. And it's like, you know, Hey, you got all this, like, oh, I want to go home. It's like, Hey, we just got here. We got to try, yeah. you know, <laughs> but um, so I, uh, so you got the channel, you and your son are doing the channel. You're doing all this other stuff um and then you did the florida trip i mean uh, i've seen some of the stuff with you and your son and you and uh, now that i know he's your stepson i didn't realize that um Mm -hmm. i've seen that but i see you do a lot of things on your own do you do you do a lot more on your own fishing wise or uh in in that respect i try i actually try to
1: get my son to go to florida with me in december but he was still in school and it wasn't it didn't line up with his christmas break or anything so it kind of like Going to, and I had vacation at my job, so I had to use it or lose it, so I, like, mm-hmm. it was kind of, like, you got to go. That's it, so um I try to do stuff, like, if I'm learning something new, or, like, going to a new place, just to kind of feel it out, I'll try to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole creek creek thing with my stepson, he, like, I go down there, he used to go down there all the time to get bait, so I knew it was going to be a lot of action for him, so I put him down there, and then, like, obviously you watched the video, it's, like, all the time so he yeah. uh, he loved it <laughs> try to keep him interested you don't want like you say you don't want to take a, a kid to a spot where you never fish and you're not sure what's in there if anything and not what they hit on or nothing like that and then like they catch one fish and 20 minutes like uh oh, I'm ready to go play video game or whatever it's like no we're still here
0: <laughs> yeah and, and and that's the whole thing is uh you know so much so much of the kids patience has been sucked away so you know i mean stuff like this i well i guess we're guilty of aiding and abetting it because we make shorts you know that, that, that's the one thing uh, is we true. make these shorts and it's five seconds it's like plop with some music and it's a fish getting released and people are like oh my god that's so cool it's like you know, <laughs> you know? i mean how many times you see it you know you, you but if you punt it like a football you got peed over trying to like dump gasoline on yeah. the or something. <laughs> exactly. yeah. or you're over there clubbing it and whacking it you know to take it home yeah. and eat it but Uh it's just amazing to me though. Uh are are your kids big into like the shorts and the TikTok and all that stuff or
1: uh they are. They're big on anything that's got a screen in their hand or in their face. So it's like dude, yeah, put the thing down and let's go. Yeah. Let's go. So I'm always like trying to get them away from the screen. Like me and my fiance now, she's she's great. We set a time limit for my our six year old, I guess you want to say. And uh, mm-hmm. my stepson, and it's like, that's all you're getting. Oh, well, wait. No, your time's up. I don't care about saving your game or none. You can get back there later. We got to go outside and do something.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's really good. I think a lot of people could take that advice with the screen time mm-hmm. and everything else. It, it it gets to be too much, and it will grind on you after a while because it makes you tired, and you're just like, oh, the blue light and everything else. It's starting to change people, you know. I, I don't care what anybody says; it's really starting to. I think we're starting to see some of the effects of that with with a lot of folks and the way that they think and all that. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it's uh, that's cool though. You got you got this project going with your son, everything else. Um, as far as uh, um, you know, kind of like dream trips. If you were if you were going to figure something out like where, you know, Florida's obviously pretty cool. I would love to go to Florida. That'd be like on the bucket list. But there's a place that you really wanted to go and fish. What have you ever thought about that?
1: Uh hit and miss um my whole life I always have wanted to catch a marlin, a sailfish, whatever you want to call it. Like them things look so freaking wicked to me. It'll be amazing. And like I said earlier in the interview like the glide grouper oh my god just the power that then things have <laughs> like even if i catch a freaking 100 pounder like i'm good <laughs> like, yeah it's freaking massive fish like but to to actually go like i watched ty pig patrol i don't know if you're familiar with him oh yeah but yeah. but the uh alligator guard that he catches god that'd be so awesome to feel like that's raw power too and that's freshwater. So it's like, mm-hmm. that's a whole different thing than saltwater. So it's like, there's so many like game, big game fish, like the white, the sturgeons and stuff that I'd love to catch one of them. Like, cause I want to catch anything that's not native to me. Like I can't yeah. go out in a river and catch something. So it's like, yeah, where where do you want to go? Let's go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you're, you're talking Marlin, you are thinking like a Mexico thing, going down to Mexico, the Baja going after those.
1: Yeah down there and i want to go deep down to south florida to try to get on to some peacock bass and stuff like that i went to miami one of my uh fishing trips was a deep sea charger fish and i wanted to actually go do a peacock tour but we had i think there was five or six of us and it was only allowed for two people so i was like i'm not about to just do that so we did we did a deep sea thing so I was kind of like, dang it, I got to come back down here and try to get my peacock bass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, uh, the, those peacocks and cichlids and all that stuff, they, they're insane down there. I mean, they they look like a lot of fun to catch. And we, we yeah. have plenty of friends there, again, that, that are down there. They're catching the, the heck out of them. But I, I would have to agree with you. Uh, a marlin sounds like a lot of fun. I I think the first time I saw one, it was on a show well, it's like six or seven years old. And all they see is this huge fish with a long bill and a huge fin and comes mm-hmm. flying out, just a beautiful saltwater fish. And it's got like a big, you know, squid hoochie hanging out of its mouth. you're like, dude, <laughs> what is that? And these guys <laughs> exactly. are just over there. They're railing. They got the big heavy action rod and the, you know, old pens. And you, you hear it cranking and they got the chest straps on. I'm like, oh, dude, I got to go catch one of those. Anything you exactly. need, like climbing <laughs> harnesses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. yeah, that
1: would be... I actually, uh, not like fishing, but I would love to go. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure if you're familiar, with Seal Island.
0: Seal Island. Uh, boy, where is that?
1: It's over, I believe it's in Alaska area, outside of, La- somewhere around there. I'm not exactly okay. sure pinpoint, but I've seen, i watched National Geographic and all that crap too. But like the Seal Island, they run a, um, like a rubber seal across the top of the water and these great jump completely out of water
0: yeah that's south africa
1: is it okay yeah that's south
0: africa but yeah they they use basically like a bait like a like a shadow and yeah they they fly out to grab the seals yeah no i know what you're talking about i'd love to go to south africa i have a friend that lives here from south africa actually and Uh, we go fish together uh and he i i asked him i'm like so sharks seriously it's like oh yeah yeah there's some wild sharks there i'm like all right cool <laughs> yeah, he was like yeah you you don't think it's cool when you're out there in a little boat but it's <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> like screw that Joel, was, yeah, music
1: comes up.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah like jaws or something else you know things are just going uh absolutely insane you know but um man those 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 are some cool fish to go after and if john was here of course the gar he'd be like hell yeah dude (laughs) you know he'd he'd be saying that because because uh he's he's a gar guy too and we have friends that are like in the gar and they and they don't want to kill them they just want to catch and release them which i i can admire that you know a lot of folks from that, you know texas they they consider them to be a nuisance you know they claim they eat their bass and i'm sure they eat their bass but i don't think that they're destroying their bass population either no, uh, texas no, no. has got a great bass population but mm. um definitely a, a a cool thing all in all you know with with uh, uh, all respect um as far as where you're at what what is the biggest fish you've got out of your local fisheries
1: Um, I got a 49 and a half pound blue is my biggest, like catfish or I guess game fish period. Cause I mean, obviously bass or nothing is like that. So I haven't reached the 50 mark and it's driving me nuts. (laughs) So That's a big fish. Yeah. It was a big, big blue. It was a lot of fun too, but that's the biggest one that I've got. I've got 30 and 40 pound carp. Again, in my younger days at Pay Lakes and stuff with my family, we'd always go Memorial Day. We'd spend the whole freaking Thursday to Sunday night at Pay Lakes and cook out and do the whole thing down there. So I've caught 30, 40-pound carps, which is a lot of fun. Even a five-pound carp is freaking amazing fight. So yeah. it's, uh, my biggest fish is 49 and a half. And my son, actually, the logo on my YouTube channel is me and my son back to back. His was a 48 5 and mine was a 33.6 back-to-back shovel heads. Wow.
0: Yeah. Those are, those are some seriously big fish. I mean, I, I, if I had those, you know, types of cats to go after uh, around here, I would definitely be doing more of that type of fishing for sure. I mean, we, we have the sturgeon around here. We got the big monster white sturgeon, but the there's, there's a lot of rules and like protected sanctuary areas and all. So you got to be really careful with where you fish for them at. They just, they're there. You just got to be careful where you're fishing there and they're catching release too. They they have had a keep season, but that's all over with. So, um, man, that's massive stuff. Uh, what are you running for like your tackle on, on stuff like that? I mean, I got a pretty good idea, but
1: yeah, I do, uh, the 6,500 C3s, Abu Garcia's, and I got, uh, upgraded. I took all the plastic gears and everything out of them. Well, I didn't, I had somebody do it for me, and ceramic bearings and everything. Um, I do 10 foot prevail uh, rods. I got two Mm -hmm. setups like that. And I do 20 pound, no, I run 30 pound test line. And then I do like, it depends on where I'm at. I'll try to do a 60 pound leader. If not, if there's a lot of snags and stuff, I'll do like a 30, just so I don't lose everything. I'll just lose my hook and just (laughs) tie it back (laughs) on. So it all depends uh, with what the actual leader.
0: Yeah, I, I was kind of curious. I figured it was going to be something, you know, uh, a standard white sturgeon rig for us would be 65 to 80 pound braid mane uh, to, uh, you know, 130 pound Dacron leader to like a six or seven op barbless single point hook. Obviously, you could use a barbed octopus if mm-hmm. you want or something like that or a treble uh, and then, you know, a sliding weight and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I it just goes to the testament to how big those fish are. And I, do people keep them at that size, or is it just a CNR deal?
1: Yeah, it's just we just get them and go I, or release them. Sorry, I I don't think anything over I don't know ten to twelve max pounds uh, as far as shovelhead. I wouldn't never eat it just because of, I've always heard the meat's so tough and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't eat them. So. I'm not really sure about that channel cat I'll eat the crap out of them like baby shovel heads stuff like that I'll get them but I've never really had somebody like oh there's a 30 pounder let's go eat it it's always like catch and release type of deal so that way they can keep the habitat going
0: yeah I I always wondered about that because you see all these big massive fish and and it seems to be another thing where you know people weigh those fish and I guess I always put like the comparative of like the releasable fish, like the salmonid species, like salmon, trout, and steelhead, where if you mm. put the, the, the weight thing through their gills, the chances are it's going to cut their gill and bleed them. Uh, and they'll yeah. die, you know, after you do that, but you guys are able to get the weights through the mouth and everything else. And, and so I was just always curious as to, you know, how that all weighed out and everything. And, uh, you know, how you guys would take weight on something that big.
1: Yeah, we, uh, we, um, we do the whole like scale, um, like again, going back to the Pay Lakes, they have like a big like meat scale and they just keep them in the net and they roll on the net and they calculate the weight and minus the, um, minus the uh, net and then that'll give you your weight, obviously. And then during the um, rivers and stuff like that, we will just kind of do the same scenario as far as getting the accurate weight on them
0: okay i i just i was curious i i would like to get some weights on some of these fish you know i mean keep them in the net and all that kind of stuff and just kind mm-hmm. of subtract the weight of the net because it some of these wild fish we get around here are huge. they're they're massive and people are like oh how much that one weigh?" Oh, i'm gonna guess 18 20 <laughs> pounds and i'm talking about like a steelhead or a salmon i mm-hmm. i'm just i was curious as that like you know, cause I'll hear people say, well, it had like a, you know, 18 inch circumference. It was 36 inches long or something, you know, something that, that effect, you know, like with a with the big Chinook salmon or something. So I was just curious on, on how you get weight on those without necessarily, is it such a big fish and they're so powerful. And I know that catfish live a long time out of water. So mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, you, you pull it out of the water and it's like starting to die. You know, they, they have like a lot of life. They can live for hours out of water.
1: Yeah, they're not fragile at all. Like I use the I use yellow bellies, bullheads, whatever you guys call them up there, but little yeah. baby catfish. And uh I've had them in totes for weeks with a quarter inch of water. There's like 60 of them, and you go back there, no food, no nothing. Leaves are covered all over it and you touch them, and they're like like brand new. Like they're hard as heck to kill. Obviously, if you want to kill them, they're easy. But like a yeah. catfish is like Robocop.
0: yeah yeah i know that's it that's uh, and in a lot of ways i feel like though they're actually a good beginner species for a lot of people because you can't really like you could hurt them but you can't really like really mess them up that bad like you get somebody it's like oh you want to do a grip and grin with them that's not necessarily going to kill them to be out of the water for you know any kind of like extended length of time or anything like that but but that's that's the cool part of that that fish and and those different types of fish is that they're really tough sturgeon are the same way sturgeon you know we would we would haul a five foot sturgeon in this back when you could keep them that big uh we'd haul a five foot sturgeon in and we'd be over there beating it with a louisville slugger trying to kill it in the boat and it's like ping 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 you know and that's because her head's so hard and you finally get the whack thud you know and you would get Mm. it to finally you know start like doing the jitters and you start bleeding it It, it's pumping out (laughs) And pump out like a gallon and a half of blood it was unbelievable it's just like pumping and pumping and pumping it's still like and then you go to start skinning it because we'd hang them up like a deer and skin them and they're still mm-hmm. twitching you know it's like damn this fish is tough that's when we were keeping them but you know cnr and them as long as you don't whack them over the head and there's not a sea lion around they do pretty good you know they're 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 a pretty hardy fish so they can take getting a hook in the mouth getting reeled up all that fun stuff and kind of go from there so Um, that's
1: what the that's what the cat the big catfish is the big ones you don't really want to drop them and bust that air airbag in them yeah because then it it kills them so like even though they're tough there's like certain things that'll just wipe them out immediately so you obviously want to handle with care but like you said a beginner species like you can go catch channel cat and you can pick them up and hold them and you know they flip on you and they they're not going to die so yeah but that's a that's a tough tough fish and a good one to learn on for sure
0: yeah yeah i really i really uh now it's warming up i'm like all right now we can start thinking about cats and you know bass and everything else all the fun fish you know because i mm-hmm. uh they're not none of those fish are native to around here they've all been introduced but man they're fun to catch i can see why you guys are so into them you know where you mm-hmm. actually have them as a native population of native species. Um, yeah yeah as far as the as your region goes um i mean how how are the fisheries looking right now in your region they they looking pretty solid
1: i believe so from from what i'm seeing anyway like i don't really like look up and see what's put in and stuff like that or anything but as far as like all the little creeks and stuff around me they're really lively you go in there you see bluegill scattered and shiners and chubs and everything's always swim around baby bass are outrageous right now they're like everywhere so it's like it's it's it i feel like it's going to be booming really good in the next three to five years i think it's going to be even better than what it is now as long as people take care of it
0: <clears throat> yeah and do you guys have a pretty good mind you know conservation wise with your fisheries there uh, i mean are there people actually making efforts to like keep stream bank habitats to where it's going to protect those shiners chub you know the the bluegill your native species
1: yeah i believe there is we got the uh, ohio dnr which is like you get your license and stuff and they do mm-hmm. all wildlife stuff we got state parks around us they're always constantly like checking tickets and making sure you're doing the right stuff you don't have an Ill- illegal stuff like steel leaders and stuff like that in certain spots you're not allowed so they're definitely on it i mean but- but- our fishing license and hunt license go back into that stuff. So they don't want to just, like, waste people's money. I feel like that anyway. And if I was on a game warden place, like, I wouldn't put up with nothing either. Like, this is people's hard-earned money. They're, they, they could take a risk and go out there and fish without license and, you know, get their stuff taken. But, no, they're taking it. Like, right now, our fishing license is $25, and you get 365 days. Two years ago, it was only 19. But you only got fishing season. So when it mm-hmm. when the sun goes down, when the summer's over, then your sufficient license is expired. So now it's completely 360, 365 days. So when you get them, they expire that day. So it's like, I understand why it's $25 now. Like you're not getting that small gap of window. So you get a whole year before you have to renew. And everybody's like, it's $25. I'll just go, well. You got to think, the $25 that everybody pays is putting fish in the streams, putting fish mm-hmm. in the water, allowing the workers to do what they need to do to research and, like, keep the fish so you can go catch them.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> like,
1: you're not, you're not paying for your ticket, then how are they going to keep the streams alive? Like, it, just, so, it don't make
0: sense to me. So, uh, an Ohio resident fishing license is $25. Yeah. Wow. Uh, our resident fishing license here is 73 that's just the license, Jeez, oh, and then we have a uh, what we call a Columbia Basin endorsement, which is another twelve, and then we have our salmon, steelhead, sturgeon, halibut punch card, which is another thirty-three, uh, and then a the shellfish oh, license, which is another twelve, uh, and and uh, yeah. It, so when people are complaining, I wish that all we had to have was a fishing license, and I wish all of was, was twenty-five dollars. <laughs> But um, I don't think that we're the most expensive, but they were definitely extrapolated <laughs> around mm-hmm. here. And we have been seeing better fish returns over the last few years. I will say that um, because all all of our t- primary target species are ocean run. So um, we're seeing better returns. But it's always good to hear that a state can keep their prices down. Well, in my in my opinion, they keep the prices down to that price. Where it's accessible for everybody, but they're still able to make sure that fish get into the water systems. Right.
1: Yeah, and that's like when I did the Florida trip. My buddy's like, "You got to get Florida license." But I was like, "I already knew that going in." So, but you had to get a fresh and saltwater license because it's two different bodies of water. I'm guessing you can't just buy like Ohio or Kentucky or Indiana like you get all everything in that state. So you got fresh and salt water. And then if you want to, like you said, crabs and stuff like that, if it's in season, you got to buy two, $3, whatever it was. I can't remember. Obviously, we didn't do that. So I really didn't know. Was, I think it was like 27 bucks for three days of fishing for salt and um, fresh water. So it's like you can fish as much as you want. And that's what we did. We literally woke up in some of the videos is at daybreak. And then came home at night and ate and then did it again because that's what we was there for is to go on the hunt so that's what we did.
0: <laughs> oh that's awesome though the Fishing fish sun up <laughs> to sun down and getting all your time in like that that's perfect mm-hmm. uh, question i uh, uh one question i have about your area <clears throat> specifically is this do you guys have fish hatcheries
1: Uh we do it's i don't think there's many but there is some and i think a lot of the fish hatcheries again going back to the pay lake thing, they they get them they fill the pay lakes a lot of them. And
0: I mean, what I'm, kind? Of, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, oh, I was just gonna ask, what kind of fish are they hatching out of your hatcheries?
1: Uh, channel cat, shovelhead, stuff like that. Um, they do in the in the winter time the pay lakes just to keep business coming. They'll stock trout, uh, rainbow mm-hmm. trout. So then you buy a ticket, and then I've done that before in the wintertime. I tried to do it last year, but nobody really stocked them last year. I guess maybe they was trying to, it was hard to get or something. I'm not really sure. It wasn't usually growing all up. They was full. They'd three, three or four times a week, they'd stock traveling there. now it's like, then I'm trying to make a video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I want to get a trout. trout fishing video. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we're over here, you know, like oh uh, trout, whatever. We got them everywhere, and you're like, dude, I can't find trout anywhere. You know, yeah, it's just so crazy because that uh, of the way that it all works out. You know, between our regions and everything else, mm-hmm. it's just wild. You know, but but it's cool though that that you do have those opportunities. Do you have groups of people there that want to close the hatcheries because they think that the hatchery fish are interfering with the wild reproducing fish?
1: um not that I've seen. I haven't heard anything on that as far as closing them, like I said, they mainly like pay lakes and stuff like that, and then i'm I'm sure the the state of Ohio does something with them. I mean they gotta get the fish from somewhere. I don't know why you would go not being local if that's what you're trying to do so. I don't really know exactly how that process works or where they go, but I do know that pay lakes, excuse me, get a lot of stuff from the hatcheries.
0: Yeah. And, and <clears throat> the reason I asked that is, is because we're having a big battle Royale out here in the West on, on hatcheries and, and what it has to do with this, is that there's, there's two different schools of thought and a lot of different scientific hypotheses, theories, I guess, I guess it would be the best way to put it of the the fact that there's a commingling of hatchery and wild species in the river system when the wild species come in to spawn and that the hatchery fish are outcompeting the wild fish not only in the spawning sense they're also crossbreeding and and it's weakening genetics and then th- that's one little fraction of the argument and then there's also the outcompeting of like the fry and what we call the smolt the, the juvenile fish you know in the system mm-hmm. so I was just wondering if the same sediment was shared and if they were actually putting fish in rivers or if it was just staying all in the pay lakes.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I, like I said, I do know for sure that the pay lakes do it and I'm I'm assuming like the state parks and stuff like that, they stock random stuff depending on the season and time of the year, but I don't see why they would go out of state if we have something in state as far as like supporting each other, you know? So I personally haven't dealt with the hatcheries or know where the actual hatchery fish go other than Pay Lakes, because I've been there when they pulled the trucks in and dumped the big catfish and stuff in. So I've seen yeah. that with my with my own eyes. That's all I can say, but I don't really know. I'm okay. sure they go to the rivers and stuff like that as well. Probably not as much as the pay lakes, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if, if there's money to be made, you know, why not uh, feed those people that want to make all the money on the pay lakes? Exactly. So, now as far as uh, what you got planned coming up here in the in the near future, being six months, uh, what what are you looking at as far as like your YouTube channel and uh, all that kind of stuff?
1: Um, I would like to. Uh, eventually I'm trying to go down to, um, I guess it will be over to Chicago area. Cause they have the, not the big sturgeon, but the smaller ones, I guess. Uh, I don't even know. Somebody messaged me actually on Instagram a while back and I was supposed to go up there earlier in the year and it just didn't work out to catch a sturgeon, which I never, obviously I haven't caught one of those. So that'd be pretty cool. But <clears throat> as far as trips, I know. I got three weeks vacation to work. So towards the end of the year, when it gets colder, I'm going to go, I'm going to try to go to fish in Texas, possibly if it works out. Um, I'm definitely going back down to Florida. So that's going to be coming out this year. Um, I want to go, I might try to go down South Florida to try to target that peacock bass, like I was saying earlier. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: I, de- I definitely want to get one of them. I definitely want to get one of them. And then, um, I don't really know. I mean, if somebody says, Hey, let's go fishing for whatever. And I may, um, available, then let's go. I'll pack up. Like I said, my fiance and my stepson, and if my son can go, then we're going. If not, then if he has school or work, depending on the time, then watch the video on YouTube, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, send, <laughs> I'll send you pictures.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll show you all the cool fish. I'm going after and everything else. Yeah. Well, well, uh, you know, uh, for for the folks that don't know about you, where can people find you?
1: Uh, right now, it's just strictly YouTube. Um, I cut, uh, it was just getting too much for like, I tried to Instagram, TikTok, and all these other apps. It's like, I just want to hone in and focus on YouTube right now. So right now, it's just YouTube um, and go from there, I guess. But right mm-hmm. now, it's just strictly youtube it was just getting out of control trying to keep up with everything
0: yeah well the the instagram is uh definitely uh it's it's a great place to like say hey this is what we got but i can also understand that things can get pretty uh hectic and wild over there too just with Mm -hmm. all the different friend interactions and the content because it's a totally different block of content so you're putting pictures over here or screenshots from your video or making reels that are previewing your you know so like hey go over to youtube It just is Goes in circles over and over and over. So, so your your channel Water Rat Lyle. That's where people can come see your content. If they want to get in touch with you, though, is there any way for them to get in touch with you?
1: Um, I think on my next video I can put an email in. Um, I'm in a process of getting a whole new uh, revamp, I guess you want to call it, on um, merch and stuff like that. So, uh, the merch is no longer available. Um. I'm t- just trying to start fresh, I guess. New year, I'm uh, my laptop got broken. So that's why I haven't dropped the video last couple weeks. So I gotta, I'm in the market now for a laptop. Uh, it's like going really bad right now, but I'm trying to stay focused and positive. We'll work it through it like I always do. So we'll figure yeah. it out. My next video, I'll put my uh, email down that people can reach out to me or leave something in the comments or something like that uh <clears throat> that's about it as far as getting a hold of me because i mean obviously youtube is all public so you can't really like hey message me on youtube like that's not a yeah a thing right now so um other than that that's all i got right now it's like here in the future like i said once everything settles down possibly get instagram and stuff like that but it it just became too much everybody's not that it's a bad thing. It's just I couldn't keep up. So I just focus on one thing which started everything was YouTube. So I yeah. just want to for perfect that and then go from there.
0: Well, and, and I'll throw it out there too for listeners that if you want to get in touch with with James or something like that, and you're listening to this episode, you can always reach out to us and we can always fire him something directly if you're interested in getting in touch with him uh, after you hear this episode as well. But Definitely, the YouTube is—you uh, know—once you hit like 500, then you got a community page, and then you can kind of, you know, communicate back and forth. Which it, it's tough to get to 500. Uh, we we're not there yet on on YouTube. I mean, we're we're working on it. Haven't been able to crank out as many full length videos lately. Just busy. Uh, haven't had the time. But um, definitely, uh, you know, once you get there, then then you have a little more community interaction. But uh, I think I think uh, for our listeners, if you go over and you check out his uh, YouTube channel, you're not going to be disappointed. It's got everything—the bass, the bluegill, everything else. I mean, you do it all. That's the cool part, and that's what makes it so much fun.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Like I said in the beginning of this uh, interview, like I I didn't want to be like one trick pony, I guess you want to say. So I I had to get out of my comfort zone again. Like I said, with the technology, learning all that, learning, being comfortable in the camera. And it's just, and then spread. Like I used to bait fish and all that stuff. I used to like just fish for fun and see what I catch. But now it's like, I, I potentially can make a video. So what can I do? New baits, new lures, new line, new rod hookups. And like it just exploded really fast. I'm like, uh, where did all this stuff come from? <laughs>
0: Now I haven't went back through all your videos yet, uh, and we're coming up on our hour. But I do have one other question: Have you done any like product reviews? I I don't know. I feel like I've seen some that you've done, but I'm not sure. Uh, have you done that?
1: I've done a little bit as I'm fishing, like the six-inch baits and stuff like that. Um, I did a uh, Nico baits, which is really good. I I just got into them, the Nico Helgrimites and stuff like that. Um, I did a Uh, actually a TikTok reel on, what is that? Um, The favorite, I think, when I first got that fishing pole and rod and reel combo. It's like one Mm -hmm. piece, seven footer, and I caught a bass on it, and I did like a TikTok thing. That was a month or so ago, whatever it was. I don't remember, but um, it's not actually on my YouTube channel, and I'm actually talking about it now. I totally forgot. I can put that on my, as a short, but as far as like sitting down in front of the camera and doing a product review, I have not done one of them.
0: <clears throat> well, I, and, you know, a lot of people, they, they tend to do like these product reviews and then they'll, you know, they'll go out, they'll use the products and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, you know, it's always so subjective and everything, but I, I didn't know if you had like the next hot thing that you were looking at, like uh, combo wise or something like that, that you're thinking about or, uh, you know, what you're kind of, what you got in mind. I'm always trying to expand
1: my arsenal, I guess you want to call it. Um, <clears throat> I do like the uh, Shimano's. i have been looking at that, the rod and reel combo. I just can't pull the trigger on one. I want to do some more research and stuff like that. I use, I'm a huge fan of Abu Garcia. Anything, mm-hmm. like, as far as the combos and reels. Uh, a lot of my uh, bait poles, creek poles, and stuff like that is the Mike Iaconelli combos that they he makes. Mike Iganelli is amazing amazing fisherman to watch he's like so ecstatic he's freaking on fire full of energy like all the time yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious
0: no that's awesome you can't go wrong with that especially that type of uh personality but mm-hmm. well James it is on our hour here so um I want to say thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for coming back around for us because uh, you know we just had everything go haywire over that that little time frame. But really appreciate you coming on and being flexible and joining back up with us to to do this interview. And uh, you know uh, John's not here, but he's here in spirit. So uh, we I'm sure he'd say thanks, dude. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, not a problem. I'm glad to be on here. Like I said, first one, and hopefully I'll be on with some more groupers or Goliath grouper or something story for you guys. But like you said, uh, on my channel, you get a little bit of everything. You get bluegills, crappies, bass, sharks, snooks, saltwater catfish, like mangrove snappers, like just anything. I don't care what it is. If it's swimming, I'm going to try to catch it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I can't wait to see it. And we will have you back on after you do that next uh, Florida trip. So if you're like, mm-hmm. dude, check this out, you shoot us an email or a message, whatever. And you're like, dude, I got a grouper. I got to talk about it. We'll have you back on. It's no problem for Absolutely. us. We get to control the guests anyway. So, you know, we own it. We're not, we're not owned by anybody. We're totally independent. So uh, we can definitely have you on. But um, super cool. Um, everybody, thank you so much for listening today. We really appreciate it. You can find us on all of the different social media platforms. You can find us over on Instagram, first and foremost, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, you can find us also on the Go Wild app, which is a hunting and fishing only app. So you can go over there and see all the blood and guts and everything else. Um, you can also listen to this if you're listening to it now on Spotify, you know about that. But we also are on Google Podcast and Apple Podcast as well. Make sure to tell your friends about our podcast and if you have any inquiries or you have any questions or you just want to say what's up, feel free to message us through any of our social media platforms or email us at workingclassfish at gmail.com, all one word at gmail.com. So until next time everybody, thank you so much for listening, hope you have a wonderful day.